Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the deserted hills of an Indonesian island, Marlena, a young widow, is attacked and robbed of all of her livestock and a gang of seven bandits. She defends herself, setting out on a journey to find justice, empowerment, retribution, and redemption. But the road is long, especially when it begins to be haunted by the ghost of her victim. The film is called Marlena, the Murderer in Four Acts, and we're joined today by the director of that wonderful film, terrific film, Muli Sora. Muli, welcome to film school. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Well, yeah. this is uh, this is such an interesting story. I'm curious w- what the origins of the story are. Uh, wow, it's so it is actually my first time uh, in filmmaking. I mean, this is my third film. Mm-hmm. This is my third film, and it is actually my first time working with a. Uh, story that was not my original idea so the story is actually uh, originated from another director hmm. who gave the story to me because he's uh, it's a he he's the most prominent filmmaker in Indonesia like what you could say that he's our uh, Akira Kurosawa you could say that and okay. he uh, so he he gave the story to me and he said that you know what I think this story needs a female perspective yeah. and I don't know why there are a couple of other female directors that uh, he said, and then he said, "I don't know why when I think about you doing this, I couldn't imagine how you would do it." And I thought that was interesting. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds and, like a high compliment to me because he, yeah, you obviously bring. Yeah. I took that as a high compliment that he couldn't think of how I would do it, and at that time, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know how I would do it actually. So he told me uh, this story very quick, and then he sent me this five pages uh, story outline the next day, which I show it to my producer. And uh, um, so it kind of works very differently in Indonesia than, say, for example, in in the U.S. Uh, so I've been working on the same uh, production house uh, throughout my career, uh, which I co-owned the production house with my husband. And uh, my husband is my producer, so I showed the story outline to my producer, and he completely fell in love with it. I'm I'm actually quite reluctant about the story, uh, and Garin also said his name is Garin Nugroho. Garin also said that uh, this actually happened. Well, not exactly happened, but then he witnessed it maybe about uh, ten years ago, a decade ago, that uh, he was in a market in this particular in this part of the island. And someone actually beheaded someone else's head mm. uh, in the market and bring the head around the market to show it around uh, uh, before giving himself up to the police. So he kind of grew the story from there. And yeah, from that five uh, pages outline, me and Rama decided to do it. And uh, my producer and I co-wrote the script together. Yeah. And yeah, and that's kind of like where it started, basically. That was back in... At the end of 2014, and yeah, so and here we are, 2018. Yeah. <laughs> so did the, the film always have this sensibility? Because uh, as we talked off mic, it has kind of a western. It feels like an American western 
transplanted yeah. into an I- Indonesian environment. Is that did it always have that vibe to it, or is that something you uh, added? Well, I don't. I don't want to take all the credits, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I, <laughs> it is actually kind of funny because when I tried to pitch it to my producer and uh, that I want to do it as a Western, uh, because actually uh, the story that Garin gave. It could be anything. It it was more of an art house story. It, it was more of the you know because we have a lot of those kind of stuff like uh, in Indonesia because we are very diverse as a country. Like we have so many islands and we have so many uh, the culture is very diverse. Mm-hmm. And it's how do I say this? So 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 far in Indonesia where there are films in rural area, usually it is shot more in a documentary ish kind of style in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't think, and and Gary Nugroho actually one of the famous uh, director who who kind of combines those kind of style, like you know, with documentary and fiction, kind of like mesh it really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I try, well, because the thing is, because this is his story as a director, I was trying to make the story mine in a way, and and that time when I saw pictures of the island. Um, I don't know why I thought about the Western, like Google images of the island. There are this picture of this, uh, like this white savanna, and there are like two horses um, uh, running about. I don't know why I thought about Texas. I thought about the Western. Yeah. <laughs> and and then um, the story itself is more like a thriller, more like an art house, like a culture. There's a lot of cultural elements in it as well. Yes. And and then and then I tried to pitch it as a western to my producer and to the co-producers as well when we went to festivals, to project markets, and trying to look for financing. But it's still, I think, it's still hard to imagine, you know, an Indonesian film become a western. Right. So. Yeah. So it's <laughs> well, can I can I add to? Uh, let me let me throw in here because the yeah. the story is is a, a story of revenge, a yeah. sense of justice, uh, 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 empowerment. These are mm-hmm. themes that run through American westerns. This is kind yeah. of the core the core of an American western, going back to the yeah. John Ford era, is that there's a, there's a sense of justice. And if that yeah. means revenge, if it means it means finding sort of a moral compass in in what mm-hmm. you're doing, whether or not, but you live by your rules. You kind of that yeah. the thing of, of yeah. American westerns is you, you have a code of conduct, and this yeah. film feels very much like that. Yeah, yeah. in that regard. So, so, yeah. so I, I don't think it's a stretch. I mean, from what, from my reading of the film, it's not a yeah. it's not a stretch. It's just it's a it's an idiom. It's or it's a style, a genre. That you really incorporated, and that's what I want to get to. So many mm-hmm. Indonesian details to to the story. Yeah. It feels yeah. like an Indonesian movie. And what really sells your, the film as as what we, this Western idea is the music. It, it just yeah. it just puts you in that mindset. Uh, and I want to compliment you on on the uh, on whoever scored the film. And I'm I'm sorry I don't have the notes in yeah. front of me. Great job, <laughs> really nice. Yeah, it- go ahead. Yeah, it's the composers that I've been working with them since my very first film, yeah. and they've done a really, really great job, of yeah. course. Like, but it's kind of like, you know, the thing about the Western music is that the funny thing is it kind of came later. Like, it's after uh, we didn't plan to have that kind of uh, Western, uh, very Western music in, in the film. 
uh, but then I want to shot it as Western. I mean, like in the like like you said, like in the in the script, it was there, and in the yeah. in the story, it was there. And then there are those elements, and then I kind of work with the cinematographer as well and tell him, you know, this we shot this as a Western. Yeah. And and um, when later on, uh, when but then the music, I thought it was going to be strong enough that I don't need the music to follow through that genre as well. But then when during editing. Uh, I'm actually planning, I mean, like, I, I think at the first, when we shot the film, the first brief that I gave to the composers was mm -hmm. that, you know what, I, I don't know, I was thinking about a waltz, something like a waltz, like it's, okay. I, I want to have that juxtaposition uh, with the music and with the uh, with the picture, but then, I don't know why, when during, I think during editing, I, I changed my brief, like, completely, like, you know what, guys? New Western, like okay, I'll 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 watch this this Western, watch all these spaghetti westerns, of course. That <laughs> and actually one of the references as well is uh, Jim Jarmusch, that man. Yes, and, which is my favorite Western. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a great I, great reference. Yes, absolutely, yeah. it has that vibe. And and because th uh, another thing I really like in film, and you've done it with mm. this, is a lot of silence, a lot of a lot of a time for. Uh, sort of that negative space, if you will, in a film, yeah, yeah. where you're allowed to kind of digest what's happened, and then you start to you start to project a sense of what you think is going to happen. Uh, that's what I find when I'm watching a movie where you get these silences. It gives you time to sort of really sort of figure out what's going on, and then it also provides you as a filmmaker with that space to yeah. to move forward. The, I, I kind of love that in my films, you know, having those kind of spaces where you don't really, like, you don't really tell the audience, but then they kind of expect something and then you kind of give something else. I yeah. don't know. I, I love that about filmmaking. I don't think yeah. you can, I don't think you can really do that in other forms of art as, you know, and, and you know, as, as in, as in, you know, as extensive as you can do it in film. Right, so right. It, yeah, so I kind of love that. And then as as for of the silence, I don't know. I, I love that about um, Asian films, basically, that uh, we... I don't know. I think when, when I look at the Westerns as well, like this still included, uh, this still connected to the, this Western genre that I, I felt, was that uh, aside from the spaghetti, looking at the spaghetti Westerns and yeah. Jim Jarmusch, that man as well, was that I look at all uh, some of Akira Kurosawa's films? Yeah, actually, you yeah. know, which is actually the the original Asian Western. You <laughs> That's could say right. <laughs> That's true. Seven Samurai, obviously, yeah. one of the, became kind of a yeah, absolutely iconic as yeah. a Western that way. Yeah, I wanted to have that. You know, the, the 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 dangerous thing of making an Indonesian film, which is not exactly, uh, you know, we're not in the West. You know, we're, we're in the Southeast. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make, I mean, like, the genre doesn't even make sense to us. So so I think the challenge was to have that blend of the genre as well as the identity of the country as well. And I tried to blend that, I think, um, borrowing some things from Japanese movies as well, because I think that stillness, I, I wanted to have that stillness that is... Um, I don't know, you don't find it in Spaghetti Westerns, but you do find it in a lot of Japanese film until now and yeah. and a lot of Asian films as well. And that's kind of like, you know, you have that Asian classicism. I, I don't know how to 
explain it. I, yeah. I I bet there's nothing called that. But then there's this feeling of the classics of the you know an Asian classics film that I wanted yeah. to have in this film. Right, yeah. and 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 well, when I when I think of Kurosawa, I think yeah. of these these. Uh, you know, tremendous battle scenes and, uh, you know, especially like seven, seven, right. And then all of a sudden you'll yeah. see a close up, an extreme close up, and you get all of this sort of information in the emotions of, yeah. of what's going to happen or what is happening through these tight close ups. And there are mm-hmm. a lot, there are, yeah, I mean, for me, but, it, but it's, I think what you're talking about with Western audiences, I think there's a tendency on the part of Western filmmakers to try mm-hmm. and not allow the audience to get sidetracked or feel like if you don't keep them, Engage, they'll somehow lose interest, yeah. and I don't, and I, I don't see that. And your film is different that way, and and I, that's why I appreciate it. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna talk. I mean, just mention a film that it reminds me of a little bit in terms yeah. of a tone is uh, Paris, Texas. Uh, yeah, uh, be, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. just here, there's this sort of this open space and this idea of of you know finding yourself, and certainly Marlena. Finds yeah. herself in this harrowing situation, and uh, I don't want to give a whole lot away about the film in terms of plot line, yeah. but she finds herself at the very beginning of the film in in a dire situation, and I'm, she's now suddenly thrust upon her uh, in to do something or to act in such a way that is completely contrary to her own sensibilities, but it's a survival instinct right yeah. or well, how would you describe yeah. i don't want to put two words in your mouth how would you describe when she's confronted with this the first act if you will the robbery how would you characterize her her behavior or her motivations in that scene in the in that first part it's i don't know i kind of um the last time i saw the film was in october 2007 so at uh, 2017 so it was quite <laughs> okay. it's kind of tough for me to see it from another way than how i made it but then my intentions i think in that i love that act it's one of my favorite acts and it's a very challenging act to do as well i mean like it's a to shoot as well as to act as well as to as well as doing editing and uh, all the process it's such a tough uh, a tough act uh, to accomplish actually uh especially for an Indonesian film with our limited resources. But then what I'm trying to do with that scene was the, it's, it's kind of, uh, the construction was quite rigid, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, because with how the film opens and then Marcus came and then announced what's going to happen uh, throughout the, the acts. And I kind of love that in a way. And then suddenly things kind of happen uh <laughs> You know, you yeah. the, the audience like it's kind of premeditate the audience. Okay, this is going to happen, and 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 she's going to say okay, and then you know, and then everything's going to happen this way, and then Marlena kind of flips that in in a way. Yeah. And, um, the thing is, the funny thing is about the character Marlena, uh, Marcia, which is a very great actress. I think uh, uh, we. It's it's very important for me and her at that time to set up when Marcus came to Marlena's house, in mm. what kind of state of mind that she is in, like she just lost her husband and uh, and she has lost a son uh, previously. And so she's in the state of, of, already in the beginning of the film, she's already in the state of grief. So uh, I think that was, and then when we talk about grief, I think before we shot the film, a couple of months before we shot the film, I lost my father as well. And Marcia also has lost 
uh, her father a long time ago, and we kind of connected through. Uh, we talk about our mothers in a way that you know losing a spouse is. I think it's quite something else that we. Uh, I myself have an experience, and there's kind of like you know that's the beauty of the grief that people felt when they lost someone very dear to them. Yeah, and we kind of wanted to instill that to Marlena in a way. We talk about that, and and so I think. It's way. I think that state of mind of Marina is already begun before Marcus even entered the house. Yeah. So, so he was. So she was no ordinary woman. And then we kind of developed. And then I don't know what. What I love about that first act is just you don't know what she's going to do. Like it's <laughs> somehow you. You can't really. You can't really tell what she's thinking. And, yeah. And yeah. and I love that. And. I have to give all the credit to Marcia as well because I think she really pulled it off like really, really well. Like it's 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 in the script. Um, I didn't point it out to her. Like okay, uh, there is actually you know the audience actually couldn't really tell what you're thinking. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. because it, all throughout the film, you never really say what you're thinking. You never really say what you feel. Right. Uh, aside from like several instances which happen la- later in the film. Right. So Marcia was kind of have this some some kind of mystery to her and. And I didn't tell them to Mar. I didn't actually tell it to Marcia. But then I don't know whether she gets it on her own or it's just her instinct. Yeah. Um, but she kind of pulls it off really well, like this mysterious aura that she had, and she has very expressive eyes as well. And when I try to put her in certain positions, in certain, um, like for example, okay, Marcia, I, I will just tell her like, uh, Marcia, look at the camera. I like didn't actually tell her why <laughs> she just look at the camera and okay she's done i mean like there's nothing wrong with it why would i fix it why would i have to see anything else <laughs> so it's it, yeah it's, how, how do i say this so i kind of see that act in a very uh, random point of view very uh specialized point of view in a way i never actually experienced the film i kind of envy it because i never really experienced the film without knowing anything about it so but then that's my intention to yeah. to actually as the film progress, you will know more about her. But then she's still mysterious some way. Well, and also in the, in that yeah. first act, <laughs> in, right? In that first act, we realize that her capacity for yeah. for action is pretty expansive. Yeah. It's pretty wide. We get that yeah. from her. What she's what she is capable of of doing. And the, uh, the the shooting in that first act, that that first act is mostly inside. Every almost I yeah. think almost everything is inside, and yeah, and and I don't want to again I don't want to give anything away except that in frame we see what we think we see. It's sort of in the shadows. Yeah. We're not sure at first, and 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 her sitting there next oh. to Marcus and him telling her what's going to happen. It's just a beautiful. It just looks great. It's a wonderful kind of uh, setup to so much of what happens in that mm-hmm. first act. And yes, to to your point, Marsha Timothy is. Am I saying her last name correctly? Is yeah, it Mar- yeah. Marsha Timothy is yeah. is just <laughs> really a superb performance all the way through the film. She is really good in this film, yeah. and um, I, I, yeah, I just other than that, I don't know if I have a question. She's just a w- great casting. Had you worked with her before, or how do you know well, her? I knew her about ten years before I shot the film. Like she has been in the industry for quite a while, and I actually early in my career when I was working as an assistant director, mm-hmm. 
I think she got one of her first uh, lead role when I was an assistant director, when I was a second AD, yeah. Maybe in 2006, I can't remember, yeah. Okay. And then that's when the first time we worked together, but then she's still very new at that time. Mm. And now that we met again for Malina, uh, it's kind of funny. I mean, like, it's very different. When we met, when we worked together in 2006, I was, um, I mean, like, I was... Basically, I was I haven't I haven't gotten married yet. We haven't got any. Uh, I mean, I haven't had a daughter. And then when we did Marlena, it's completely different. She yeah. also has uh, a husband and then a daughter as well as well as I am. So it's yeah. it's you know we kind of met at a different stage of our lives, and then we meet Marlena again. So it's wow. kind of interesting. It yeah. is. It really is. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I I probably should reintroduce you to the audience. We haven't, I haven't mentioned your name for quite some time. We're speaking with Muli Soria, and yeah. she's the director and uh, writer of the film Marlena, the Murderer in Four Acts. And Act 1 is the robbery. Act 2 is the journey. Act 3 is the confession. And Act 4 is the birth. And yeah. it's, that, <laughs> that covers a lot of territory. Yeah, it is. You got a terrific reaction. The film was screened at Cannes as part of the the Fortnite yeah. uh, program. Tremendous reaction all across the uh, the wherever it's been screened. Um, mm. Tell me a little bit about sort of what that's meant to you as a filmmaker. Why well, it's been it's quite different from our point of view. Like it's uh, because when we did the film, we knew how um, how do I say this? Like it's my third film, and I felt that like doors are opening kind of quiet more shortly when I did Malina. Mm -hmm. And then um, we as a team kind of look at it. Oh, this, this could be something like you could, you could see how people react to the materials that we have when we pitch it or when we ask for uh, uh, their investments and stuff like that. We, we, we had people attention, I would say. So kind of we, we kind of have uh, expectations to the film as well. And then when we get uh, the announcement that uh, we got selected in Directors Fortnite, we we actually didn't really know what it means in a way. Like we know <laughs> that it's prestigious. Yeah. And then the thing, if you look at it from our point of view, because we are Indonesian films, I think in the last twelve years we are the only feature film uh, that got into Cannes from Indonesia. Wow! So it was, it, it was quite big for us, and and we don't know. I mean, well, Garin's film has uh, been screened in Uncertain Regard before, but then, uh, you know, it's it's we don't know what to experience in a way. Like, yeah. we are very new to it. Our, our co-producer is the one who kind of leads us into, okay, we have to do this in Cannes, we have to do that in Cannes. <laughs> and we can just kind of, okay, let's let's just follow her. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't know she. I mean, like, <laughs> I've been to Cannes before, but you don't know what to do with a film there. So, but then, yeah, and then you got the reaction in a way as well. Like it keeps coming. And uh, so when we premiered the film in Cannes and then we got back and then there's Toronto and there's a lot of other film festivals, there's Sityas and everything. And then we released the film as well in Indonesia. And then now come the, uh, the North American release in, yeah. in Canada. And I was like, wow, like it's, it's, I didn't expect that. This is like, I mean, like we've shot the film like two years ago. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a while. And, and 
and actually my we had a this WhatsApp group. I don't know whether you guys that do that, uh, whether you guys do that in America, <laughs> yeah. but then in Indonesia we have this WhatsApp group. Like, and in this group there's like you know the our our team, basically the head of departments and all the main cast that uh, that was in the film. They always share like reviews and stuff like that that we found on the internet. And then he just commented yesterday, "Wow." It keeps coming, like it's <laughs> well, like it doesn't go away. All the content is keep coming, like yeah. Do, well, let me, yeah, yeah. Le, let me. In terms of what the reaction is, obviously the positive reaction, yeah. and it's a well-made film, and all. Is it is it a matter in some manner of speaking? Is it about the fact that you have a, a powerful heroine, a powerful woman in this role? Is yeah. that is that part of what? You be you've created a, a a character and a film around this character, who is who is self determining, powerful, takes control of a situ a very dire situation, and does what she needs to do to you know all those kind of things. Is that been a part of with the accolades that have been brought to the film, or is it how do you, how do you, is, that, is that? Well, part? I think in a way the story is very well. Sadly, it was very universal, mm. like. Uh, um, in a way that you know, uh, I think it also came out at the exactly the right, the right time. I mean, like when I shot the film, yeah, the meet movement hasn't been happening, and like we, we uh, it, it's. I mean, like we shot the film way before that, yeah, and and then it's just like I don't know. I don't want to say I'm grateful that it happened, but then it's just kind of like the right timing, and right. so there is that, and also I think in a way the film kind of. How do I say this? It's very universal, yeah. and it is. It's quite. It's. I mean, like it's. It's quite a general film. Like it's not too art house as well. It's not too artsy, and it's. It's. It could reach out to a more general audience as well, and as well as the non-general audience, like the more sophisticated audience as well. So it's. Uh, how do I say this? So it's quite. Um, I think that helps the film a lot, especially uh, that it employs a genre that is, I think, you know, it's it's quite rare. Like to see an Asian Western, it's it's, it's rare in itself, and you see a Southeast Asian Western, it's yeah. <laughs> it's even more rare. So right, right. So I think people kind of attracted to that kind of rarity in a way, that uniqueness that you don't find much in filmmaking anymore. Because there are just a lot of films, and and you know, and then you kind of felt that, um, oh, I've seen that before. I mean, like when I watch films, I kind of felt that, like it's, oh, I've I've seen that before. I mean, like, it's a really good film, but I've seen that before. But then, I think in the Malina, there's a uniqueness, like yeah, yes, you you've seen this before, but then have you seen it in this blend? So it's kind of like you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think there, yeah. Well, it, it and. Yes, all the things I couldn't agree more with what you said, and 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 also the film delivers on the on the premise. The, it delivers on the characters, the development of the characters, the interaction, all of the different other the other characters. We we've talked a little bit about Marcus, but we also Yoga, and I want to make sure I get uh, Novi, who's terrific yep. in that role, yep. and also yep. and I don't know her name, but the woman who also got on. The truck that has the two horses. I thought she was wonderful. Uh, yeah. Who's taking it's the down? Mama Johanna. Yeah, the name of the character is Johanna. Yeah. She was really terrific. <laughs> also, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. No, she was just <laughs> terrific. I just really liked 
the energy that I, that that came from her performance. It just felt really. Rita Rita Madumona, that's uh, the actress name. She's actually a director as well. She's a theatrical director. Like she directs at theaters. Like it's so she has this. um, She's very heavily involved in uh, uh, the name is Theater Coma. Like the Coma Coma is a semicolon. So it's it's a yeah. So it's it's called the semicolon theater. Basically, it's a very famous uh, theater in Indonesia, and she's actually one of the directors that are usually directed performances and an actress as well. Yeah. I would love. To, I mean, I would have loved to hang around with her. She seemed like she was yeah. a really kind of a no nonsense. Just the interaction yeah. of of the people on the truck with with Marina's got the. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, when with the I can't say what it is. I don't want to give away what she was carrying uh, because <laughs> that'll give away too much of the. Uh, but I just I just I just like all of it. I like to see anytime you can watch a film and you're. You're intrigued by minor characters as well as yeah. you're, you're the main protagonist in it. That's an accomplishment that to make we, that interesting. Yeah, we we talk actually we talk about that uh, Mama Johanna co- uh, character that character that you just talk about. Yeah, it is actually uh, I've talked about that with so I have a the, the, a French co-producer and an Italian uh, co-producer as well who is, who are working with us and doing editing. They said that you know what this kind of funny like this is in Sumba Island, but I knew that woman like that <laughs> <laughs> like an old woman who are you know that everything is her business but also not her business and then <laughs> kind of have this wise old woman kind of aura and you know as you said there is no bullshit she <laughs> just runs the show I mean like when she arrives she will run the show. You know, you knew that. Yes, of. absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's in every culture. Like, <laughs> <It> <laughs> my is. Italian the producer, I said, you know, I knew that woman. I have family like her. Exactly. I mean, like, I have family like her as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just all the way around. The the dramatic parts are very well. They're dramatic. The 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 comedy, the the com- comedic relief, if you will, in the film is just it's just all really well done. And I just want to congratulate you. And I I I assume with all of the accolades and the attention that this film has drawn to you as a director, are you working on something um, moving forward, or are you taking a break? Yeah, um, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, we. Um, how how do I say this? I think uh, with the success that Marlena had and hopefully going to have later as well, like as the year progressed, um, I think a lot of doors has been quite open for me. You know, like new doors, new opportunities has been, you know, that hasn't been available before. Obviously, uh, I think it's, you know, it's kind of starting to things kind of, you know, it's it's always. It's always um, challenging to finance a film in Indonesia that hasn't, you know, that hasn't had that mass appeal kind of films. Right. And, right. and uh, how do I say that? It, it has, after Marlena, things have changed a bit for me. I mean, in a way that, you know, I could tell that uh, people in the industry kind of reacted different to me as well, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm famous now because I think I'm not. But then it's right. <laughs> it's how do I say this? No, I'm sorry. I'm just keeping it <laughs> But then I think things have been uh, quite different, and I think in a way, as a filmmaker, 
it's a bit throwing me off my game a bit. Like it's okay. <laughs> how do I say this? It's uh, it's it's very different. Um, it's a very different feeling when you. When you are someone who is underground and no one notices you and you're always underrated in a way, yeah. and then suddenly people appreciate you and then they started asking and they started asking you, okay, what are you going to do? I'm going to be in your film. I want to be involved in your film. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm not going to say that it, not that it puts me off, but then it's just different. Yeah. It's a different feeling when you created someone. As something that you just wanted, you know, like in your, like in your room, and then you kind of alone, and then right. things kind of you know, people care. It's a very different feeling, and yeah. it's kind of how do I say this? It's kind of surprising. It's, I could, I didn't really expect that. Well, well, let, let me just inject here, and that is you, the, what yeah. you're describing is what I believe all artists the sort of conundrum yeah. the question they ask themselves you're making art you've made art that you that you like that, that this is about your yeah. vision yeah. and now all of a sudden yeah. a bunch of people are paying attention and the concern it sounds like in, in what i'm hearing is that you're worried you're going to start making art for what you think they want you to make or that the, it might it might yeah. seep into what you're doing is suddenly another voice and not and not necessarily your own voice will will start becoming part of the process which is an understandable yeah. it it's it's the it's the value and the curse of success in some level right the value is more people are paying attention the curse is well will they want me to make a well, do they want me to make marlena the the sequel well they want me to you know will they want me to why don't you make a movie like that again you know what i mean so that's 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 always going to be a question but embrace it because because you're you have a I think what I saw, see in this film is a, a voice uh, you have a voice and a point of view and uh, I, and it, and you're you're telling a universal story in an unusual way and you should continue to pursue that. Yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, like it, it it's kind of uh, you know when as an artist it's always it's, it's always easy to doubt yourself. Like it's yeah, like like I said, like the process itself, it's very organic in a way. With that, you know, okay, we got a, the story. Basically, fell on my lap, and it's yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it fell from the sky and it fell on my lap. And then and then I think it's a matter. I think what Marlena behind you know it's just something that I always tell in interviews as well. Like uh, it is how I react to it. I think it's yeah. what is. Well, what worked is how we react to it, how Rama reacted, to, how my producer reacted to it, and how I reacted to it, and how yeah. the crews around me, the cast around me reacted to the materials that we have, you know, that fell from the sky and fell on our lap. And yeah. then we, yeah. uh, we, how do I say this? So it's for the to, to, to do it the second time is quite different because it's not going to be fall, fall to, it's not going to fall from the sky twice. Right. This kind of project. Yeah. It's. So we, I think that's the challenge. Yeah. That's, uh, especially with the new opportunities that are coming, and and I don't know. I mean, it's quite. How do I say this? It's it is as if you just move, uh, you move from one house to the next. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like you're, you're changing your location, is you're changing. Yeah. Um, the the the, the surroundings that you had, and, right. and I think. Right. Yeah. Well, that is that is the challenge. That is the challenge, right? It yeah. is. 
you're always, and that doubt will always be with you. You're an artist. You're you're a creative person. Doubt is a part of the game, part of the the world you live in. But at the same time, you have a voice, and and I I think what you've done with your voice in this film uh, is more than it's more than just filmmaking. I think you, I, I like the point of view of the characters yeah. and of and of their their the way that they move through this film i it's just i i really think that you've got something and and uh i'm i certainly hope you continue to do what you, you do and do, yeah. follow your own voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that what's that yeah i hope so i, I hope i won this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh well, all right. Well, I thank you. Well, you've given me so much of your time today. I really appreciate right. it. The film again is Marlena, the Murderer in Four Acts, and the filmmaker is Molly Saria. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.